Remain standing as you are able as we read our gospel text for this morning from John chapter 6, verses 22 through 35. We read in our Savior's name. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had only been one boat there and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Thus ends the reading of the gospel text for today. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together to worship you, to thank you for who you are and what you have done for us in Christ Jesus. Father, we pray for those who are in other parts of the world that are being persecuted, who are being killed because they worship you. Father, we pray your blessing upon those people in those areas as they worship you this morning. And Father, as we, turn into your, as we turn to your word, Father, we pray that you would speak to us, that we might hear from you, that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear the message that you have given to us this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. You know, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I hesitate in saying parts of the Lord's Prayer. You know, we come to phrases like, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I pause, I hesitate sometimes, because sometimes I want my will to be done on earth as God's will is done in heaven. Isn't that true? Or how about this one? Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. 
Well, I like it most of the time, except for when I'm driving down this road and this guy comes around me and kind of cuts me off and then he decides he's going to slam on his brakes. What is my first, what is the first thing I think of when I do that? I want to slam on my horn and leave it there for about five seconds so he understands how I feel about what he's done. Or how about this one? The one that really speaks into our text today. Give us this day our daily bread. I like my daily bread, but I also want to think about the bread that I'm going to receive tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the next decade. You know, I'm getting a little older now, and my kids are getting a little bit older now, and so I feel that I want to see my bread a little bit more. You see, in the next couple of years, there are things that my girls are going to need, like braces. And then there's going to be college. And then there's going to be that leaving and cleaving time. No, I'm not going to say that word. It's not one that we want to use in our household right now. Thank you. And then there's retirement. A lot of things to think about. But this concern isn't just a concern that I have or this present generation has, but it's something that the Israelites have dealt with as well, as they were concerned about God's provision for the future. You know, we read in Exodus 16 that the Israelites hadn't had a good meal in a while. So they start grumbling, they start complaining with a slight exaggeration. Listen to what they say. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by pots of meat and ate bread to the full. Did you hear that little exaggeration where they had pots of meat? You know, meat pots would spoil and get bombarded by insects. The thing is that they didn't trust God and what he would do for them in providing for them. And then they continued, you you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. What were the Israelites saying? Oh, our lives are miserable. Only if we had stayed in a place where we were with great suffering. It was there where we were forced into hard labor. Some of us were beaten. And some of us were made to make bricks without straw. Oh, but it would have been much better for us to stay there and die in Egypt and suffering those great things than it would be to die here in the desert without food. But we know that the Lord didn't let them die as a result of their hunger. What did he do? He sustained them for that day. He said, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. 
And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I might test them, whether they walk in my law or not. Every morning, God would provide the Israelites with bread, and every evening, he would provide them with meat or quail. The Israelites were told to gather enough food for their family for that day, and then on Friday, to gather enough for two days, for Saturday was their Sabbath. But did the Israelites listen? No, they didn't listen. Some, of, some left part of it until morning when it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. It said, the Bible tells us that morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat, but when the sun grew hot, it melted. And then on the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. The Israelites failed to trust in what God had told them. He told them exactly what was going to happen, and yet they were focused on what was in front of them. They were focused on getting what they wanted or what they thought they needed. Don't we act like the Israelites? Do we focus on what is right in front of us or on what we think we need rather than hearing or trusting what God has to say? But we can believe in God and in his promises. There might be times in which we fail to believe in his promises. We tend to get filled with anxiety or nervousness or get impatient, or just try to come up with what we are needing on our own as we, as we wait on God to fulfill his promises. And what happens as a result? Well, we get spoiled food. Or we get the result that isn't the one that is most beneficial for us. We kind of ruin it all by ourselves. But we can remember the words of the psalmist David, who said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, or I shall not lack anything. You see, the Lord sustains me, and the Lord sustains you for today, and gives us what we need. And not only does the Lord sustain us for today, he also sustains us for eternal life. In our gospel lesson this morning, it was the day after the feeding of the 5,000. And when the, Jesus left the crowd and surprised his disciples by walking on water. And now the crowd that was there at the feeding has sought after and has found Jesus. And as he began to dialogue with the crowd, Jesus told them that they came not because of what he had accomplished for them in feeding them, but because they ate and that they were full. But the Lord tells them that they should not labor for something that just sustains them for just a little bit or fulfills their temporary need. But they should labor for something that endures for eternal life. Which, 
the Son of Man will give to them. The crowd asked Jesus, what must I do to be doing the works of God? In other words, they're asking the question, what must I do to be saved? We find this in another part of Scripture where Jesus is talking about a young rich ruler. And the young rich ruler asks the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And the Israelites might have been looking for an answer, like give some money to the poor, feed the widows, take care of those who are less fortunate than you are. But what does Jesus say here? He says, this is the work of God. This is the work of God that you believe in him who he has sent. This isn't a work that you can do, but it is a work that is done in you. This is a work that has been done for you. Isn't that a little countercultural to our society's thinking today? Where society will tell you, you're in control of your life. What happens in your life is dependent on how you act. What happens to you is dependent on what you do now. What happens to you for eternity is dependent on how good you are. It is about what I can do or what I must do. But clearly, that is not what Jesus is saying. For Jesus is saying, it is a work that I do. It is a work that I have already accomplished for you. But the Pharisees or the crowd didn't believe in what Jesus had said and who he was. They asked him, what are you going to do to prove to us who you are? What work are you going to do in order for us to believe? And then they referred to Exodus 16, when they said, Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. The Pharisees were looking for a miracle from Jesus to prove to them who he truly was. But they were kind of like the man who was waiting in his house during a storm for God to save them, for God to save him. And yet there was a car that drove by, and there were people in the car yelling to the man in the house, hey, look, get in the car, the storm's coming. And yet the man said, it's okay, God's going to save me. And then later on, the storm continued to, to move towards them. The, the water started to rise. And so he had to go up to the second floor. And yet there was a boat that went by. He heard the boat. He opened the window. And the, the people in the boat yelled out to him and said, Look, come on, you got to jump on the boat. The water's starting to rise. And the man turns to them and says, It's okay. Don't worry. God's going to save me. And so the water's really starting to rise now, and he starts to go to his roof. And now a helicopter comes, and they're saying to him, this is your last chance. you got to hurry up. We'll put down the ladder for you to get, to 
to, to catch the ladder and to, to get up in, into the helicopter. And what happens? Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about me. God's going to save me. And so what happened? The man dies. And so he gets to heaven and he's asked God the question, hey, God, you know, I, all these people came. And I told them not to worry about it. God's going to save me. What happened? What'd you do? And you can see God just kind of scratching his head a little bit, laughing, saying, hey, who do you think sent the people in the car, the boat, and the helicopter? That was me. Why didn't you get in the car, the helicopter, and the boat? You see, the man missed the signs. He missed what God was saying. The Israelite or the, the Pharisees and the crowd missed the signs that Jesus was giving them. He fed the 5,000. And the crowd responded by saying, our fathers fed us in the wilderness. Moses fed us. But before we criticize the crowd, don't we miss some signs as well? We miss what God is saying to us. But thankfully, he doesn't give up on us. And he didn't give up on us. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. It was like they got it. And they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. For if we believe in Jesus and what he has done for us, we have eternal life. He offers his bread and his drink that leads to eternal life. When we celebrate communion, just like we are tonight at Vespers, we partake in the body and the blood of Christ. We remember his death and resurrection. Our faith is strengthened, and we are encouraged. Why is this? Jesus is the bread of life. He has also given to us his word, the Bible, and as we hear from it, and as the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we grow in faith, and we are able to walk in his ways. We are transformed. And some of you may have come here this morning like some of the members of the crowd who have doubted or even denied what Jesus has done for you. You may not have even thought of your need for Jesus. But Jesus is your sustainer. He sustains you day by day. 
Your very existence is due to a God who loves you and has offered to you the bread of life. Jesus also sustains you forever. For we read in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And also in Romans, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. Our sins lead us to death. Separation from God forever. But the gift of life is through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of eternal life. Life forever with him is God's gift through Jesus Christ our Lord. And there may be others of you here today that have been discouraged. Life is hard. We face difficulties day by day. But be encouraged that you have a sustainer in Jesus. He doesn't leave you to your vices. He doesn't leave you to tackle life by yourself. You are not alone. Jesus, your sustainer, is here. He was here before time began and will be into eternity. His promises are true, and we can count on him to be our sustainer. Wherever you are, whatever you are going through, whatever you need, our sustainer is here, and he loves you. Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. Praise be to God. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day, and Father, we thank you that you are our sustainer, that we might be going through difficulties, and yet you are there helping us walk through them. And Father, we thank you that you are our sustainer so that we might have eternal life with you. That our salvation isn't dependent on who we are or what we, we could accomplish, but our salvation is based on Jesus Christ and what he has already accomplished for us by coming and dying on a cross. And Father, we pray that if there's someone here who has been struggling, who has not found you, Father, we pray that you would awaken their heart, that they might see Jesus Christ as their sustainer, both for the present, but also for the future. And so, Father, we thank you for the promise of being our sustainer. We thank you for the promise that you will provide what we need. And Father, as we think of ourselves as the church and, and making plans for the future, Father, we thank you in advance for what you are already doing and what you will be doing according to your will, according to your good pleasure. So Father, we just praise you and thank you for this message of you being our sustainer. We pray these things in the wonderful and strong name of Jesus. Amen.